Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday. It is Jobs Day. Uh, we had ADP out yesterday. It was a big surprise to the upside. We'll see what happens today when we get the federal government's uh, first time unemployment claims. And then tomorrow, big day when it comes to the actual um, unemployment number comes out tomorrow. So we'll talk about that more today as uh, Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, I know I'm pounding this in your head, right? But risk is the one thing in your portfolio that you have control over. You need to know how much risk is in your portfolio and you need to know how much risk should be in your portfolio and make sure those two things are matching up. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. That we got Dave coming up next. We're just at 66 degrees now in Sebring. There's chance of rain for tomorrow. And then on Saturday, we're going to go back to pretty darn nice and even a few degrees lower on the temperature. All in all, that's going to rain during a weekday and then give us a nice, bright, sunshiny weekend so you can clean out your RV before you head down to the racetrack. We planned it that way just for you, don't you know? It's 8.42. Time to check in on your money and see what's going on on Wall Street today. Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services is here. And as usual, we were trying to figure out what was going on and almost let the record run out. Philip, did I riff long enough to let you catch your breath? Yeah, man, I'm here. I'm ready. I've pushed the right buttons on my end, so we're ready to go. My buttons were fine. I just lost track of time while we were trying to figure out what Jay Powell was going to do today. Now that he's uh, given us two days of a real herky-jerky market, we had him in front of the House and the Senate for two consecutive days. And probably the biggest takeaway out of the process is uh, we were talking on Monday about the possibility of a no-landing absence of a recession and uh, inflation just living in 5% land. And uh, Powell pretty much said, we're going to keep whacking you guys with two-by-fours until we kill this, even if we have to kill you. There's the uh, short and the long of Jay Powell at the uh, Congress over the last two days. Fair reflection? Yeah, I, I think so. Yesterday, I mean, we ended up okay yesterday, not, not a huge uh, day, but uh, it was still volatile throughout the day yesterday with some you know, two, 300 point swings in the Dow, which is, I mean, we're getting kind of used to that, but still for where we ended up, it was some big swings. And when we know basically what's causing it too, reading tea leaves on what uh, Chairman Powell says, that makes a big difference because you can actually say why the volatility was there. And that's concerning, isn't it? It is. And let's face it, after his speech uh, or his, his requisition before Congress, uh, I have to think that we will see a bigger than we originally anticipated rate increase uh, in March. Yeah I, yeah, I mean, right now, I think you and I are putting our bets on a half a percent, but I wouldn't be at all surprised to see another three quarters percent based on the numbers that we've got at least up until this morning. Yeah, I, I wouldn't either. I, I'm thinking um, three quarters. Uh, yeah, and, and it may be a, I might go as far as say it's a 50 50 shot right now between a half and three quarters. Okay. I, my bet is that I'm even seeing that, you know, given what I'm hearing Bullard saying and the other Fed governors that hit the rubber chicken circuit, uh, I wouldn't even take the concept of a full point off of the uh, off of the table completely, would you? I, I would not. Um, that would not be um, friendly to the markets. They will not like that if, if that does come to fruition. I suspect they'll be really honked off at three quarters of a percent even, won't they? You know, it's hard to say. I think that maybe some people are starting to see that that's a possibility. Not that they want that to happen, but 
but but I think some of the analysts are, are feeling like, well, that that's definitely a possibility at this point. Absolutely. Net, net, before we get into the current data this morning, yesterday was, like you said, it was a kiss in your sister day for the most part. Dow managed to uh, go, uh, let's see, off by 58 points. Uh, the S&P was off by a rock-crushing five and a half. NASDAQ managed to recover a little bit, up about 46. So, you know, in the context of how big the numbers are on those indexes, it was basically a hold steady day at the end. But, you know, like you said, we were two 300-point swings during the day every time Powell said something. It would either go up or to go down more often down than up through the day. So it was it was a roller coaster day, although not really one of those 600 point swing days. And then we bring it up to this morning, and this one talk classic good news, bad news, bad news, good news. The initial jobless claims came out this morning, and yeah, the number is still inordinately low. We only have 211,000 first-time unemployment claims, but it's the first time in quite some time that they're actually up. And one of my tip sheets says, oh, my gosh, it's the highest count since December. You know, 211,000 still inordinately low, but it's up 21,000 from last time. And the market, I think, is taking that as a, any bit of good news they can find. Well, it, it is, you know, and they're trying to eke up a little bit to the green side, but nothing drastic for sure. And that's, um, you're right, it's, it isn't moving in the right direction uh, for the Fed, but not a huge enough swing. I don't think that it'll make any difference whatsoever. I think tomorrow's number will be the uh, will be the big deal. And, and I got to tell you, my uh, initial numbers I'm looking at from the analysts uh, even if they come in as expected, that uh, I don't know whether that's going to uh, sway the Fed any at all either. They're going to want to see a, a much different report than what the, even the analysts are expecting. Yeah, my my personal expectation is just following the unemployment claim numbers that we've had for the last uh, month or so. With still 10 times as many jobs openings as there are people looking for work, I wouldn't be at all shocked to see the uh, official unemployment rate actually go down, which uh, is kind of like a take you to the bank level to have a pretty aggressive interest rate increase in two weeks. Yeah, I agree. I mean, right now they're anticipating being still about 3.4% is what it was um, last reading as well. So, uh, which is still... And aren't they, I mean, that's just a low number, right? I mean, the full employment is defined by a 5% unemployment rate. And I can't remember the last time we saw a 5% unemployment rate, Dave. No, even the more aggressive employment advocates are saying 4% is considered full employment. But I remember very well back in the uh, 70s and early 80s, 5% was considered full employment. And we're you know, down near the point where we're 30, 35% below that number. Even if we got up to four, it would be an improvement from the standpoint of the Fed's look at, at the employment sector. And I, I don't think we're going to go in that direction even tomorrow. No, I don't either. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I'm thinking that it's, uh, yeah, I'm not sure where we're going to end up, but I'd like to see it be more than, I'd, I'd like to see unemployment move up for a change. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that sounds terrible to say, but we really need to see that movement go up where we got to enough people to be able to fill the jobs that are going begging. And I mean, both of us have talked over the last year or so, we both tried to find qualified employees for our companies, and they ain't all that easy to find these days. No, they're really not. And that, maybe that's selfish of me, hoping that unemployment goes up, because maybe that'll make a, the pool a little bit bigger. 
Uh, yeah, and I, I could say basically the same thing. It sounds hard-hearted, but it's a simple fact of life. Uh, other things going on, I did not see anything. I'm going to throw you a curveball because I didn't see it yesterday. We were supposed to get the beige book from the Federal Reserve out. I did not see one headline on that. Evidently, there weren't any major surprises to be had out of that, right? It must not have been, and with with uh, Powell doing a second, you know, second day of Congress, that probably would overshadow anything unless there was something really big in the beige book that came out. That was kind of uh, tidbits out there this morning. Before we get to uh, company reports, uh, I saw an interesting article on in one of my tip sheets. Uh, you and I spent a lot of fun making fun of and watching what I've always called the Reddit gang, uh, the uh, meme stock group that's been buying and selling stocks for mischievous purposes in some cases and sometimes on social bases on the reddit boards well now i've got a survey out says that 58 percent of institutional investors the guys that throw the really big money around 58 percent of them admit consulting the reddit bulletin board on stocks before they made buying and selling decisions so much for uh, all that heavy duty research that we think they've got in the big banks right yeah yeah so much for the analytics right <laughs> I just found that more funny than anything else, but it's also a little on the frightening side. Hey, we, we, we've been talking about the housing market being awful flat nationally. One of the uh, big companies that uh, does a lot of the mortgage writing reported this morning. How did Loan Depot do anyway? So Loan Depot had a, a, a bit of a rough quarter, let's just put it that way, which you would kind of expect, right? I mean, you expect them not to do well. Well, they, they did a lot worse than expected. Um, they were expected to generate about $190 million in revenue and, and lose. They're were, they were still expected to lose money, about $0.27 cents a share. They actually only brought in about $170 million of revenue, and they lost $0.46 cents a share. So uh, that was a big, uh, a big swing for them. That's a big miss for them. They're trading down 7.4%. And let's Rap. just say they're not a high-flying stock, right? You can go buy them right now for $1.75 a share. And they're heading toward a dollar now, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that about the are. number. That's about the number where you get a nasty letter out of the guys that run the stock exchange saying, figure it out, boy, or get delisted. Exactly. Uh, they're heading that direction. Speaking of getting delisted, I review, before we quick ran and said, hey, we're on the air, we've got another mortgage broker that isn't reporting, but they may not report again, I gather. Uh, well, this isn't a mortgage broker. This is Silvergate Capital. Oh. Silvergate Capital, which is a digital bank um, that was involved with FTX, uh, the, the digital currency firm that went belly up and the guy's in jail now. Um, mm -hmm. So... They came out and said that uh, they made an announcement. They're going to have to start winding down their operations and liquidate the Silvergate Oops. Bank. Yeah, so uh, not good news for them. Uh, you know, wonder. You know, it makes me wonder why. Why don't Why don't they go to zero, right? But I guess maybe when they wind down, there may be some assets left to sell um, because they're down thirty-seven, almost thirty-seven percent. It'll be a new 52-week low at $3.10 a share. But listen to this range, Dave. They've been as high as $162 a share. you got to feel sorry for the poor boob that bought them at $160 and $150, don't you? You, you really do. You, you do have to feel for them. Feel for them. So, 
Yeah. They, I, I don't really understand them. Were they exclusively a crypto bank, or were they a mainline bank that dabbled in crypto? I, I, don't, I don't really know. It just says that they're a main um, uh, crypto lender. Okay. I, I would think that if they were a mainline chartered bank, we'd start seeing some really heavily raised eyebrows in Washington at the, uh, you know, at the Securities and Exchange Commission and start getting uh, some stockholders and some other banks in some deep doo-doo. If they're a specialty company that just called themselves a bank, well, then we kind of got a, we've got a unique circumstance and we can raise our eyebrows and go forward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just says that they're, they're a crypto lender. Um, okay. was one of their main businesses. And obviously they must have lent some cryptocurrency to FTX. And that's probably got what got them in a little bit of a trouble here. And um, they're evidently in deep doo-doo. Any other good reports out this morning that give us yeah, an indication as to where we are? And we, like you said, we're getting towards the end. I got one more report. You won't recognize the name probably, but it's a database platform called MangoDB or MongoDB rather. Um, and they... Uh, they came out, they, they actually had an okay quarter, um, beat expectations for their fourth quarter, but their guidance for this next quarter is very weak. And uh, they're trading down almost 10% this morning. Mongo not happy this morning. No, he's uh, not. Uh, Lordy. Well, resetting the table, it was a, a modest day yesterday uh, down on the Dow and the S&P. It was a modest day up yesterday on the NASDAQ, which given all of the uh, Jay Powell testimony, I guess I should be happy with. 45 minutes before we open this morning, do we see any green ink early on? We do have some green ink today, Dave. Uh, the Dow right now is up uh, almost two-tenths of a percent. And just to correct, that the S&P 500 actually did end up yesterday by $5.48 and not down. That's right. So that that, is, a, that is a plus. So, You're right. Um, and so, and then they're up again this morning, about $4 right now, about a tenth of a percent. NASDAQ 100, it's up less than a tenth of a percent, about $6. So everything is going to be a week open this morning. The question is, can they hold it? And uh, that's been tough the last couple of days to hold anything that starts green as they open up the market. Um, on the other side of the coin, we got silver finally bouncing up a little bit, a little over a tenth of a percent. Gold's up almost a half a percent. Crude oil's up six tenths to $77.16 a barrel right now. All right. Well, at least it's staying on the low end of the trading range we've been stuck in lately. Overseas markets, mixed bag in Asia. The Japanese markets were up markedly this morning. Chinese and Hong Kong markets off fractionally. Europe is kind of looking at us and say, are they, doing, are they going to do anything? So they're trading modestly red midway through their day. Getting assurance as to how to make sure I can retire and retire with the plan I had in mind when I started that's kind of important, and it takes an expert set of eyes. How do I get a hold of your expert set of eyes to make my retirement work, Philip? Then give us a call at 863-382-0037. And then catch us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning, on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning with a look at uh, what's going on with money tomorrow. Philip, I'll see you shortly. Have a great weekend, all right? All right, buddy. You too. Take care. Thank you, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks. Again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope that your week has been going well. Hey, take care. We'll see you soon.